Welcome to the Skyward Spiral, a self-improvement and productivity podcast. I'm David Whitechapel. I'm a fiction writer and content creator, and I'm working on being more productive and efficient with my time and energy. Really enjoy learning about self-improvement and productivity and always aim to apply the best lessons I learn to my own work and practice. And I'm Brent Huris, my productivity coach. And so what I do is I work with people, typically one-on-one, to guide them into high-level sustainable productivity. How's things, Brent? I'm feeling good, thank you. Are you having a good day so far? I'm having an okay day. I'm having a bit of a lazy day so far. And um, that's fine. Recently, I've been trying to been trying to find this groove in how I do things. Chores, household stuff, but also my work and writing and um you know all the podcast stuff all of this stuff i mean just trying to find this comfortable groove and i haven't quite found it yet but the way i'm envisioning it is like like surfing a wave kind of you know like like how a surfer mm-hmm. is balanced on the crest of a wave mm-hmm. and i feel like i'm nearly there sometimes and i just keep sort of falling off my surfboard or something interesting yeah what do you think it is that happens that makes you fall off I think it's just, again, to continue the analogy, mm-hmm. I think I just haven't completely figured out balancing on the surfboard Okay, for long enough to, to really sustain it. I wonder if it has anything to do with the extent to which you operate from the center. Have we spoken about this as a concept? Um, I don't know if we have. So it's... um. It's sort of, uh, you get it a lot in uh, spiritual circles when people are talking about spirituality and like enlightenment and these kinds of things. And and the idea behind operating from the center is, um, another way of putting it is sitting in the throne of your experience. So it's being in in such a way that you are utterly balanced, not pushing too hard into the future not pushing overly hard towards an outcome of any kind, not attacking life in any way, nor are we retreating, uh, withdrawing, um, overly procrastinating, or uh, or anything like that. Just being right in the center and then just dealing with life as it comes, just on a moment-by-moment basis. And when we do this, right, it's a very Zen way to live. And there's a lot of trust that's required to live because in general, a lot of us are, you know, we tend to be freaked out by life, right? So we're freaked out by the different sort of, you know, threats that may come, you know, in the future along the horizon. And it makes us want to either, you know, again, like hide or, or start attacking them preemptively. But when we reside in the center then we can just allow life to happen to us on a moment by moment basis and just deal with it accordingly. And then, and then when we become tired, you know, we can, again, it's like very Zen. When we become tired, we can, we can rest. When we're hungry, we can eat and we can kind of react. We can act appropriately towards the moment as it presents itself at any given point. Yeah. I think that sounds like what I'm looking for. Cool. But I will say we're also, I mean, as, human beings we're the surfer right Mm -hmm. but we're also the ones who make the surfboard and to a certain extent we're the ones who make the wave or at least choose the wave that we want to ride right so Mm -hmm. i think maybe i need to like one thing that i'm doing in life at the moment is i'm really trying to organize some things that i've left unorganized and really you know do do a bit of lifestyle feng shui and, and rearrange things in a way that is more natural to how I want to be doing things. Very cool. Whether that is physical things, like literally the space around me, but also to arrange situations and time scales and schedules in a way that fits how I want to spend my time and energy, right? Right on. So that's something I've been thinking about. Is anything getting like the cut? Oh, good question. Some, yeah, some things probably should. I don't know. Like what kind of things? I don't know. Like, for example, is there... Uh... You know, say like an object in your room or around the house where you're like, you know what, I don't need this and you throw it out. Or is there maybe something that you do, say, uh, routinely, like once per week where you're like, man, I don't even actually know why I do this. And you're just, and it's just time to let it go. Well, so in terms of things that I do, I don't think that anything's getting the cut. But in terms of, I do have, 
I do have quite a lot of junk. I should I should throw out a bunch of stuff. I'm not really like a hoarder, but I think if you live long enough, you just end up accruing a lot of random junk. Definitely. Yeah, I don't need it. So I, I, I would like to do a big spring clean at some point. That's another thing I should put on my list to do. But I, it's not really just a question of cutting things. It's also just having that like daily plan of how I'm going to yeah, ride that day's wave. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Well, that's uh, it's pretty exciting, right? Because if you can figure that out, then it would mean that you'd be able to just live in that groove. You could just operate from that. And then instead of you know trying to get on the wave, you can focus instead on just improving your stance on the wave. Like you can just get better and better at the groove. Yeah, exactly. So in other words, instead of instead of constantly trying to get from zero to ones, back to zero, back to one, it's like, okay, I live at one. I'm in a non-zero place. And now it's just like, okay, how can I, you know, increasingly tweak it and make it into my own thing and really, really tune it into a, like a machine that can allow me to, um, uh, you know, just get into finer and finer granularities of my work. Exactly. And that's the dream. That's the dream for me, honestly, is to feel like every day I'm getting something done and I can perfect that process more and more. I can work on the process itself and, you know, in, to finer degrees and and be confident that I'm not just going to struggle to get things done, but rather that the the more interesting and ongoing process of of, of work and routine is developing that um, that work habit, that work-life balance, etc., mm-hmm. in ways that are better and better. That is absolutely the dream for me. So, and and honestly, it's something that I've been thinking about. You know, we've been recording this podcast for several weeks, and right. we nearly finished what we're calling our first season. Mm-hmm. As if uh, this is the penultimate episode, actually. And all this time, you know, every time we record an episode. I come away and I think about like the next week I'm thinking about it. Yes. I'm thinking about everything we talked about and it's really been great for me. Like, I hope it will be great for anyone listening as well. Right. But for me to talk about these things with you, Mm -hmm. to have these, this moment where we're really digging deep into this stuff and I'm thinking about how it applies to my own life Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then to go away and, and, and try and take those lessons and anything that I've thought about or learned Mm -hmm and really try and apply it it's been it's been great and that's really why i have been trying to find yeah this riding the wave you know finding this groove etc recently and you know there's this concept in um, productivity circles of this no zero days concept yes yeah i know that one and i haven't really been dwelling on that and i've never really like picked that particular concept up and run with it or anything i'm I'm just aware of it because i'm a productivity geek right uh, but <laughs> I honestly, for a while now, since I've been applying these various different methods and trying to make make my life productive, but also productive in a natural sort of way where yes. I can just flow with it. I hear that. I, I haven't really had any zero days for a long time now, for, for many, many days, many weeks even. And that's been great. So even if, um, and I did used to have zero days, just flat days where it really feels like yes. nothing productive has happened. Yeah, but same. I, I really feel like... I'm super confident in getting stuff done every day now. And that's been great. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's a huge win. Yeah. That is really not is. trivial. That's a huge win. Yeah. And I will say, like, it's not from, you know, to anyone listening to this that still has zero days or whatever that is thinking about that kind of, you know, trying to correct that part of your life. I didn't really push really hard to make it not happen. I wasn't like, oh, I got to do something today. It was more about finding patterns and structures and habits and routines and things like that where where things are easier like trying to find like paths easier paths for myself and and really wear them in you roll out of bed in the morning and you come out you you generally you take your sheets off and roll out of the same side and you'll kind of do the same things every morning and you a lot of the times you're just taking the path of least resistance and if you can design your habits and your day in such a way that what you want to do is also a not very resistant path, mm-hmm. then I think that's optimal. That's great. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's wisdom. And it's interesting because when a person is not productive, say like if they're having zero days and nothing's getting done, it's actually because typically because of one of two reasons. One being that there's just like a straight up withdrawal from life, like a straight up procrastination and unwillingness to engage with life 
on any level. And it's just like video games and YouTube videos and smoking pot and avoidance and leaving everything to the last minute. And it's like, oh, please don't make me, don't make me, don't make me. I don't want to. And that that is one reason why we procrastinate and we're unproductive. There's a whole other reason, which is um, the opposite polarity, which is like, I like there's so much I need to do. There's so much I want to do. I have such heavy expectations of myself, either like ex- expectations that I have of myself or other people have placed on me. Um, I need to redeem myself in other people's eyes. I've fallen so far behind. What's wrong with me? And then it's like this really sort of anxious psychological tumult that is so intense that it makes it impossible. Like it's just, it's too much to actually channel it into productivity into actually doing something that we need to do that we end up watching YouTube videos or playing games or something just because it hurts so much that we just need to like switch modes so that we can just get out of it. And so those are two entirely different forms of being unproductive. And what the problem is, is that like the, like our basic cultural conventional wisdom tells us is, is mostly angled for the first category. It's angled for people who are in withdrawal. And so then you get people who are in the second category where they've already abundantly received the message of like, I need to work, I need to work. And then you get the conventional wisdom coming in. It's like, hey, what's wrong with you? Come on, just step up, you know, giving you a hard kick in the ass kind of thing. That's actually way counterproductive. And usually the message that's required is something different. The message is like, hey, like, you know, chill, go easy on yourself. Your heart's in the right place. Everything's going to be fine. Just, just like do what you're able to do in any one given day and let that be enough. And there's a much more maternal element that's required in order to help a person kind of settle down to the point where they actually can uh, do productivity instead of trying to get their energy up, as would be the case with the first category. And so I think that's something that really needs to be clarified. And I get the sense that that like that you and I, like we found ourselves in the latter category and we've had to contend with conventional wisdom until we found um, like the groove that we're in now where it's like, okay, no, let, let's focus on this like enoughness piece and, and operate from there. Yeah. I, I think that sounds about right. For me, it's really been a journey from, um, well, I mentioned this before on the podcast, but I used to be, I used to have some mental health difficulties, depression and such mm-hmm. a little more than a year ago. And, and that was for several years, that was the dominant feature of my life. And it really like, like the heavy expectations. No, no, as in just, I, I just couldn't, it, it wasn't that I couldn't get anything done because I didn't have the right strategies. It's more that my, you know, whatever was going on in my brain was genuinely impeding me from so much stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. And just, just my strategies to handle that when I, when I've, since I've been healthy again, mm-hmm. uh, just have not been, I basically kind of started out last year when I got healthy again, like mentally sort of more more normative mm-hmm. I, I felt like i was starting from scratch in a way like i was just like now what do i do like i have yeah. now i'm just a normal person again and i didn't really for i, I hadn't really developed um i'd kind of undeveloped a lot of a lot of strategies of just getting things done and being productive and and mm-hmm. allocating time to things and etc so i i sort of felt like i was yeah again developing a lot of that from scratch and then obviously this year we had um coronavirus as well i think we're probably going to talk about this more in our season uh finale next week but mm-hmm. it's just, it's been a weird year it's been a super weird year <laughs> I, I was i started out yeah i was like i'm, I'm gonna yeah. crush it right and yeah yeah obviously no one crushed it <laughs> um <laughs> but then while we've been recording this podcast it's been such a great time for like reflection and introspection and applying these these ideas yeah it's been really good in that sense so i think in terms of well the topic you you mentioned for today Mm -hmm. is real productivity right yeah 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 and uh and in many ways that's the topic of this whole podcast as well absolutely yeah absolutely it's and it's uh you know by extension uh for me personally it's a it's a topic of my life lately Um, absolutely because like in, in my own life, like I was uh, in my coaching practice, I was focusing so much on just like coaching people generally speaking. So I'd use these general terms like, okay, like let's get you to the next level and 
and on and on from there. And, and that's good, right? But I realized that in my own life, there's nothing more important to me than the, ma- the fullest possible manifestation of my own potential. Like everything that I feel like is possible for me across different disciplines, like say music and uh, writing and business and all these things, it's, it's just become so profoundly important to me that I make sure that I, that I express everything that's in me so that, so that it's all out by the time I die. And so I've been feeling this sort of, there's sort of like an anxiety uh, behind that, that I've also had to contend with to make sure. And, and so I've been speaking about it with other people and I realized that it's actually like an incredibly universal uh, problem that we all grapple with. It's like making sure that it's all left out on the court by the time the game's over. And, uh, and so then, so then the practice and the theory behind making that happen comes down to the subject of productivity because productivity is not just doing a lot of stuff. It's not like, because we can make enormous lists of things to do and then do them all, but it won't necessarily mean that we've moved the needle forward in any substantial way, like towards, you know, the, like our our greatest dreams and ambitions. So like, so it's not just like the expulsion of effort and the accomplishment of tasks that we, again, in a conventional sense that we associate with productivity. There's this other part where we need to be clear about what needs to get done in doing those things. Um, but then my finding as well as I've gone deeper into the study is that it's not just doing the important things. Like even when we've identified like what clearly needs to be done, because even just doing the things that need to get done, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that we're going to get the results that we're after. So there's this part of productivity where we get stuff, get the important stuff done but then there's this other part of productivity where we need to actually succeed in what we're endeavoring to do. And that's that's a tricky thing because we can never like we can plant crops with all the wisdom that we have and we can do our best at farming and growing food, but ultimately we the measure of our success is whether or not we actually get food, not whether or not we actually planted the crops. So there's that the that's there's that results piece that needs to be in there as well. And then for a little while, like what happened was I actually started just focusing on results. And so that was interesting. And so, you know, say going into uh, 2020, uh, I had this job. I don't know if I ever mentioned to you, David, maybe I had, but I for like five years up until this year, I held down a job as a charity fundraiser. And so I was on the streets and I was fundraising like face to face and signing people for monthly giving. And it's like kind of this really hardcore job and, and, uh, and I was doing it. And then like I suddenly COVID-19 came around and I wasn't able to do that job anymore. And so I got laid off and it's like, oh my God, now I need to start, I need to really make this business work. And so I started, um, really, like really kind of, um, applying as much strategy as I could really trying. And then over the course of the summer, like into the later end of summer, I was able to grow my roster, uh, threefold. Like, so I had suddenly had all these people that I'm coaching and they're all, they're all paying me and I'm making all this money, more money than I've ever made before, which is dope. And I realized that I could just focus on serving these clients and make more money than I've ever had. And, and thus, and thus work basically minimally, like work basically part time, but then receive all of this money. And then what I would do is I would just kind of for a little while, I just kind of like, you know, focus on my clients, do a little bit of this and that, but basically just play a lot of games and really mess around and just kind of sit on my ass and call that productivity. But I realized that's not productivity. That That's just kind of, that's like, it's not very different from say like winning at the lottery and getting a whole lot of money and calling that productivity. It's not. So, so in other words, in other words, it's not just the results either that we can call productivity. And so I've been, I've been like, this is a conversation that has just been percolating in the back of my mind. I've never really articulated this, but, but I've been talking about productivity for all this time. And I'm like, what the hell is it? <laughs> right? <laughs> what is it? Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not this, it's not that. And so, so what I would love to do, I would love if over the course of this conversation, if we could arrive at a more some kind of a more firm understanding of what productivity actually is because i think we could agree that that it would certainly be the first step towards actually stepping into productivity like knowing what it is 
so that's where I'm at. I have a couple other ideas um, to throw into the fold too, but um, yeah, I'm wondering how all that grabs you. Yeah, obviously we've talked about it every episode to mm, some degree mm-hmm. because this is, as I said at the beginning, it's a self improvement and productivity podcast. Mm. But obviously we have, you know, when we throw around these terms, we have a, a colloquial understanding of it. There is a common understanding of right what productivity is and what being productive is but as we are doing with everything with all of these ideas and techniques it would be good to really dig into it and say what we mean when we talk about it absolutely we started off by talking about the name of this podcast the sky with spiral and our vision of what that is and what life can be Mm -hmm. um, for someone who wants to to live like this and within that is this notion of being a productive person And for me, that lines up kind of with what you were saying about, you know, you only got so much time on this earth, on this planet. Mm -hmm. What do you want to do before you leave? Like you Mm -hmm. said, what do you want to do, achieve before the game ends? Mm -hmm. You've only got this much time. And to me, that's one of the ultimate questions of life. When people think of the ultimate questions of life, of course, there's philosophical questions. Why do we exist, right? Mm -hmm. Why uh is there evil in the world does god Mm -hmm. exist is there an afterlife Mm -hmm. all of these questions are legitimate philosophical questions and things that should occupy us to some degrees you know how to live a good life etc but there's also along with those questions questions about ethics and about existence and about meaning there's also the question of what what do we do while we're here Mm -hmm. i mean I am very invested in being an ethically good person, right? I, I do try, yes. I do think a lot about being an ethically good person and, and trying to apply that to all aspects of my life. But I will say one of the things about being ethically good is in a lot of ways, you can be ethically good just by sitting still and doing nothing. Well put. By not doing anything bad, in a way, you're vacuously doing good. So actually being a good person is not you know the challenge of being a good person an ethically good person is really about being a good person while doing the other things that you're doing to live Mm -hmm. so then that's the other question that's the other obvious question about life is what should we be doing with our time yes what should we be doing yeah you may already have an answer to that question and it Mm -hmm. might just be pregnant within you and maybe you've known it for a long time some people don't know and they're trying to figure out what their purpose is you know what should they be doing with their time for myself i feel very strong like i felt very strongly for a while and i've made the decision that i want to make this creative work i want to write i want to tell stories etc and you brent you've told me before you want to uh help people right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. without being overly dramatic about it i get the sense that we can pull through as a species like our our ability to uh, to make it through like whatever it is that we're going through now you know like regarding all of the different catastrophes that are on the horizon and you know all the different challenges that we're facing as a people like we can make it through all of this it'll be much more likely to make it through all of this the more we pick up our own responsibility and the more we grapple with our own purpose and the more we make ourselves strong and start moving along that upward spiral, the skyward spiral that we talk about. Like I it really strikes me as the number one ticket. The more the more children becoming adults, not necessarily um, from a physical sense, but you know, actual people who step into adulthood and actually, you know, act like grown-ups. And the more people do this, the better it'll be. And so I consider that to be my work whenever I work with people or with groups. Sort of raising people up. That's right. Yeah. And teaching, like teaching them how to empower themselves, teaching them how to, like it usually begins with getting them into a place where they can like relax. Cause like everybody, everybody that I meet and everybody that I work with, like they're already like just so, so hard on themselves. Right. So it's like, and, and, and the reason why they do that is because they know they're capable of more. They know that they're capable of more. And so, and they're like, okay, well, why am I not doing this? And so, and so then they, they get caught in this sort of like friction, like their gears are jammed. It's like, like on one level they're doing nothing, but in their imagination, it's like, it's like, oh my God, I should be here by now. And it's like, so we unjam the gears by saying like, okay, just relax. It's fine. Here's where you are. Here's where you're going. There's enough time. 
uh, you're good. There's nothing about you that can't be redeemed or whatever. Like you're not, you're not human garbage, which is like really what people tell themselves. It's like, oh my God, I'm human garbage. I suck. I'm an asshole, right? So it's like, none of that's true. None of that's true. You're actually totally fine. You're totally cool. And then, and then putting them on a track where they're doing whatever it is that they're able to do. And, and it's usually much, it's usually 1% of what they know they will eventually be able to do. And so they're only able to do this 1% and then they'll start being like, oh my God, I'm only able to do this 1%. I should be able to do 100%. And then they get their gears jammed again. It's like, no, 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 1% is enough. It's going to be 2% next week and then 4%. And like, you know, that we're going to move like this. Yeah, that's that's how I, I go about that work. And that and that's the work that I, that's what I feel like every individual human needs. Maybe not every individual human, but like a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, I that's your calling. And I feel like I have my mm, calling and mm. listener, you may feel like you have your calling or maybe you're still looking for it, but it's out there. I believe it's out there. Mm. And then the next question is how do we efficiently apportion and allocate our time and energy towards those goals, towards our calling, right? So yes, this, this question of productivity to me, it's, it's a really fundamental question. That, that's why I feel like this podcast is worth doing it's worth making right obviously otherwise why would we do it yes and that's why i think this is something worth thinking about and not just you know a pointless kind of extra exercise i really do think it's core to the lived experience how do we do it then how do because the thing is is that most people you know on the subject of productivity it's like a lot of people are already being challenged to their limit. A lot of people don't have extra energy to to just, you know, give away. It's like a lot of people are like, you know, kind of tired and and uh and frustrated and and exhausted. It's my experience with uh people who are like, you know, in these like sort of self-improvement circles and really taking their own growth seriously. And and so okay, so so that that brings me to to like this next point because I really get a sense that pr- like productivity itself there there's there's a few key components that are tied up with it which is satisfaction and enoughness and it's a little bit like this it's like when you spend a day when you go from waking up to going to sleep and just before going to sleep you look back on the day and you are satisfied with the day in a strange way that strikes me as productivity that may be that might be the whole thing or at least a major component it's like okay and not and satisfied in part with how the day went but also satisfied with like how fully expressed you are cuz so i think we can probably say this I, I wonder if you'd agree with me about this this would be a cool kind of um pillar to establish is that what happens on the micro level happens on the macro level so it's like if we if we can go through a whole day and get a distinct, real, true sense, I was productive today. Like, I really killed it today. I really, I did what was in me to do. I really gave. I, I didn't hold back in any practical way. Nor did I, nor did I overexert or overexhaust myself. Today was a productive day. Like, if, if we have days like that, then it would, it, would, it would lead one to assume that we would have a lifetime like that. Yeah, I so I'm when you were saying that one of my favorite feelings in the world mm. is that feeling before you you know when you're in bed before you go to sleep a feeling of reflecting on the day and being mm. proud of it or happy about it. Yeah, it's so amazing. Good. Either proud of what you've done and what you've accomplished in that day or it could be just you had a great day, you enjoyed yourself or whatever, but either way the feeling that the day was fully used and really worth something, you know, really like you, you you kind of created uh not on your own with with uh with other people's help normally typically uh you created this this time this moment of time this this however many hours of of just goodness of good feeling of good times of something to be proud mm-hmm. of and to reflect back on happily like that's a great feeling i love that feeling and i don't necessarily think it's it's feasible to aim for that every day right? But mm-hmm. maybe you aim for that regularly. I, I, I don't know what the exact proportion would be. I, I don't think I don't think there are maximally productive people in the sense that they're just literally killing it. Well, not literally. Kill, they're killing it every day. You know, they're just, just crushing it every day. I don't, 
I don't really think that exists or is necessarily a, the ideal situation. I think the ideal situation is more like they're, they're crushing it when they need to. And the amount of work and productivity they're able to do and execute upon is commensurate to their, their desires and dreams for themselves. That kind of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like you're able to you're able to confidently set appropriate, although testing, goals for yourself and challenges. And then you're also able to meet those challenges. And that's that's a great way to live, right? You're able to like test yourself and best yourself. Like, you know, best your break your best record and get better at things consistently. Oh shit, it rhymes. Yeah. Now it's a thing. <laughs> test yourself and best yourself. <laughs> Did you just come up with that now? Yeah. I, I am a writer, you know, so. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, and I think, so, again, it's like, so the satisfaction piece, what it means, I think, is, you know, have, like, like the the degree to which we would say we've crushed the day, like, we, like the day was a success, is not exactly objectively how much we did, like how many, how many words we ended up writing or, like, like the units that got accomplished, but the extent to which we gave our best. I think it might be, perhaps we could accurately say, it's more like looking at the end of the day and being like, did I do my best? And and, to, and like the key would be to ask that question sincerely because, because we can ask that question in such a way where we fool ourselves. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, I did my best. But deep down, we know we didn't. We know that we held back. But then, but then the other problem is we could say like, um, oh no, I didn't do my best. Because I could have done like 10 times as much because maybe we're holding our we're holding our standard. Like we may have had uh, like a month ago, like an amazingly, amazingly, amazingly productive day from 6am until 10pm. And then we made up our minds. It's like every day should be like this from now on. And then whenever a day falls short of that, we're like, okay, that was a failure because it wasn't like this one platonic ideal model day. And, uh, and so, and then, and then we, in that case, we would not allow ourselves the gift of satisfaction because we're holding ourselves to the standard. That's not realistic. So it's like, you can go both ways in that regard, but when we're asking the question with true sincerity and true honesty, like, did I do my best today? Did I really give that which was in me to give today? And if we can say yes, then there's that there's that dopamine hit. There's that sense of satisfaction, that that sense of, of fulfillment. Like you know, not like like that like lifelong fulfillment, but like you know, for the day, it's like I'm fulfilled. I feel good. Like there's there's no remorse. There's no guilt. There's no karma. You could say that's that's left over. That you know that that carries over into the next day. It's just like yes, like I can close the book on this. I think, and and it's and you can see it's it's independent of. Again, how many words were written, or or how or how deep a trench we shoveled? If we're in the trench shoveling business, so yeah. So I think if we can if if we can do that, where we live our lives regardless of how much or how little we can give on a day by day basis, and we give ourselves that gift, I feel like that is the essence of that productive groove. I really think so. Which is which is um, it's still the same concept, really, as abiding in the center, sitting in the throne of your own experience doing what you can do doing what there is there to do because when we do that like the only way that we can establish that rhythm that we keep talking about is from the center you can't as soon as you get off of your own throne figuratively speaking and you start pushing at the periphery you're trying to push things forward you know more quickly than they're ready to be pushed you know or or say like you're growing your crops and you're trying to like pull them out of the dirt in order to make them grow a little faster it's like no like 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 from a a very surface level perspective it looks like it looks and feels like productivity but it's not it's actually messing up the process it's like leaning too far forward and then losing your balance so i think that's a key point and then and then and like this is this is still hypothetical but i really feel like it's true it's like when we when we operate from the center and refuse to leave our center it's like there's a velocity that picks up it's like we, we're, we're plugged into a, a sort of a, a creative jet stream and and there just seems to be a lot um things seem to just move a lot more fluidly from that place so it's something to do with that then so it's so productivity it's tied up in this idea of of like on one hand doing your best and then making sure that you do enough 
And yet at the same time, assigning this idea of enoughness to what you did. And there's, and there's a paradox there. It's like, it's not, you can't really quite resolve it, but it, but it's somewhere in there. And when we do that, that's, and then you get the fulfillment from having done enough and then doing that on a day by day basis and having days like that, weeks like that, months like that, to me, that strikes me as the formula to solve the problem of how do I make sure that I fully express that, which is in me to express in this lifetime. Yeah. I was just thinking, expanding out that idea of looking back on the day and Mm -hmm. that great feeling of feeling like it was a great day. What we really want is we want that not every day, but enough that you can often look back on a week and say that was a great week. And maybe that's not every week, but you want it enough that you can look back on almost every month and say that was a great month. Mm-hmm. Enough that you can look back on a year and say it was a great year. That you can look back on a decade and say that was a great decade. And that you can look back at your life at a ripe old age and say that was a good life. May I step in quickly? May I interrupt? Because like there's there's a piece there, which is which is like, you know, when you talk about this idea of having a bad day or a bad week. Like, like kind of what I'm thinking, what I'm pointing at is that, like, it's not so much that, like, the only thing that would make it a bad week or a bad day is, is if you um, over pushed or under pushed. But it's not, it's not exactly like, objectively about how much actually gets done. It's, it's about the extent to which we do, we do our best. And I feel like that, like, there, there's no, I think there's no practical reason to not do that. Like, in other words, like, no matter what, no matter how much energy we have, no matter how, like, say, anxious or depressed or, or what kind of state we're in or what we're coming out of, it will always be true, I think. It will always be true that there is a theoretical best that we could do when we're doing our best. Even if it's only, like, say, just, like, getting out of bed and just making sure you shower and make your bed. Maybe that's it. But it's like, but when we when we grant that, it's like then, like, productivity always comes in, like in the question of, you know, did I do my best today? You know, that, that's the reason why I wanted to interrupt because I think um, what you're saying is that like, it's it's okay if we have a bad day as, as long as we have a good week. And it's kind of okay if we have a bad week as long as we have a bad month. And like, I, I dig that, right? But I'm saying, but I think, I wonder if what you're saying means that there's necessarily going to be a bad day. And what I'm saying is maybe there doesn't, we don't need to, like there, there doesn't need to be a bad day as you know, if we're defining it this way. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I a hundred percent agree with that just because, so mm. I, I don't mean in terms of like, it's okay. I wouldn't put it like, it's okay if, if you have a bad day, cause you'll have a good week. I, what I'm trying to say mm. is that obviously what we want to aim for something good to aim for is to look back on your life. Mm. Hopefully listener and us, me and Brent, <laughs> hopefully we'll live good long lives and to look back on your life and be proud of it and happy with how you spent your time. Mm-hmm. And how is that achieved on a day-to-day level? I, I, I just, that's how I was breaking it down. Like, you know, that feeling of satisfaction at the end of your day, when you had a good day, mm-hmm. if you can get that feeling at the end of your life, you know, at the end of a decade, at the end of a year, at the end of a month, at the end of a week, like that feeling is the same thing just over larger magnitudes of time yes and i just see that as as the goal of productivity if you like right yes so Mm -hmm. that's that's how i'm framing it in terms of like i don't think i 100 percent agree with you about how to avoid a bad day you're right in terms of how you're framing stuff in terms of how productive your day was whether your day was like Mm. good or bad from a productivity standpoint but you know sometimes life impedes on you and you can have a bad day through no fault of your own right and that happens and and that's kind of why we're lucky not to be in this world alone that's when you can depend on other people and and society and and things like that to hopefully help you out well that's what i would hope Mm -hmm. so i don't think that there i think bad days exist right would you agree with that brent i i understand you you're trying to say like you're trying to say no day has to be bad right well what I'm saying, and I don't even know if this is like an amazing definition. It's kind of, uh, you know, it might be, this might not be the most useful way of looking at it, but kind of what I'm saying is, is that no matter how good or bad a day is, 
say from the perspective of how much we can actually get done, like how many bricks we can actually lay down, how much progress we can make in any one endeavor, like the objective measurements of productivity. Like what I'm, I'm totally granting that there are some days where we can lay down a hundred bricks and there are some days where like just due to what's going on, our energy levels, what's going on in our life, what's going on in our culture, sometimes we can only manage to do uh, 10 bricks before we need to kind of, kind of curl back in bed and start, you know, going into self-care and taking care of ourselves. What the way, the way I'm proposing or kind of like this idea that I'm playing with right now is that the way we would measure the quality of a day. So in other words, what, whether we measure the day, whether we evaluate the day as good or bad is not how many bricks we lay down, but whether we lay down as many bricks as we can lay down. And so if it turns out that 10 is all we're able to manage, as long as we do those 10, then that, then we would give ourselves the gift of satisfaction of like, okay, like that was still a productive day. Yeah, I think I'm just thinking about the broader idea of, I mean, part of this is semantic. What is a good or a bad day? You know, yes. is, it, what, is it about how you feel? Like, what, what does it even mean? Right. And that's right, hard right. to, that's hard to nail down. But I was imagining like, for example, if you're bereaved one day, you know, if you lose someone, that's, it's just not going to be a good day. You're not going to go to sleep feeling happy. And I think that's probably not going to be a good week and it's not going to be a good month and it's not going to be a good year. Right. Like some things overweigh, like overshadow everything else. Like if you lose your job, you're probably not going to feel like, well, at least I put those 10 bricks down, <laughs> you know, you know, on that day, right. You can pick yourself up after, but I don't know. I just, I, bad things happen. right? That's what I want to, yeah. I, I don't sure, want to say bad sure. things don't happen. Cause I just think that's, it's not true. Bad things do happen, but it's about, it's about learning to design a life for yourself that is resilient, not in the sense of you just tank everything and you're completely emotionless, mm -hmm. but resilient in the sense that you can you can come back from bad days in this sense bad right difficult days right right sorry you may be hearing rain outside it sounds like a storm is happening a little bit of atmosphere <laughs> well i talk yeah, about cool, bad days cool. <laughs> right so sometimes you have a bad day through no fault of your own mm. but you can come back the, the the design of your life can still be made in such a way that you can get things done and be and be resilient in that sense, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I yeah, I think um, it really is. It really is a semantic thing. I think we're we're mostly on the same page um, when it really comes down to it. Because it's there's sort of yeah, because like sometimes events come up and they're very they're very disturbing and they just throw you off track. And, and they make it impossible to do your work. They make it impossible for you to, you know, um, do work on your purpose, you know, your main mission in life. And that's, that's utterly fine. Like, of course, that's fine. That's perfectly understandable. And it's, um, we could even say that it's even abusive to say otherwise, to say like, oh, you know, you, you know, you still need to get your work done. But in the meantime, you're kind of dealing with something like enormous or terrible that's, you know, that's happening. That's kind of like throwing you off. So it's not about that. I, I think so like, you know, what I'm saying is, you know, when like one of these events happen and we're really thrown in for a loop, it's almost like there's a certain, like on any given day, there's a certain amount that you're able to do. And on these days in question, that amount is zero. And so, and so you've done zero out of zero amount of work. And, and like, in like, you know, when you divide zero by zero, you can't really compute it, but it, it's, it's something like, like the most important piece about productivity is that sense of, of, you know, satisfaction like am i satisfied with what i did but i guess it just wouldn't apply in a situation like that i don't know i think i'm losing the thread but uh but yeah but you know nevertheless yeah i i agree with you i just i think that what i like the most important piece is the part where at the end of the day at the end of the day can we say i gave what i was able to give are we in agreement about that piece yeah more or less uh, again i do i do think that these outside factors exist but yeah go on right right and then and then but like whenever whenever like you know these other factors come in like okay like something really messes us up and throws us off track then it's like well then i wasn't able to do anything today and so then like the, the answer still applies did i did i do what i was able to do today like the answer would still be yes which which is not yeah i understand you know? that yeah so so i mean this okay. is the way i the way i think about productivity mm. applied productivity let's say mm -hmm. is 
that it's a superstructure. It's not about just, it's not just the rubric for one day. It's this, it's this rubric for life, right? Like it's this uh, way of living. Okay. It's designing your life. I see. Mm-hmm. In a larger way. Gotcha. I, I see. And so there in that, and that's why, like when you're speaking a little bit earlier about like, you know, like the week and the month and kind of like looking at it from a more general, general sense. Well, there I'm just, I was just trying to say, what's the point of productivity? Like, what is the point of this? You know, mm-hmm. what, what is the point of talking about this, reflecting on it, thinking about it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems, or is that, uh, well, like my answer for that is like, there, there, there's like these two pieces, like on one hand, on one hand, there's like the interior piece, like the, the subjective piece of like, which is something that like, I, I just think that all of us are going for, like all of us are like aiming to arrive at this place of, yes, I did it. I did it. It is done. It is expressed. I can let myself off the hook. I can relax. I made it. Like from from an interior perspective, that's what we're going for. And that's and there's like like there's you know fear of not getting to it. Like there's a very strong, strong drive to arrive at that kind of subjective experience. But then there's also the objective, external element of it, which is which is you know, really having done a lot and having made your best contribution to the world. <clears throat> and really having put out your best stuff and having expressed your unique vibration in the world so that it's there for the benefit of humanity. And so I think that that's the answer to the question. That's the point of productivity. That's the purpose of it. What would you say to someone who hasn't found their calling or something that they really want to do? Who's just kind of adrift. Who's not sure what mm. the purpose of their life is. The first order of business is usually to get yourself entirely sorted. That's usually a good one. So it's like, okay, like start, you know, start going to bed on time, start waking up on time, you know, get into a good healthy routine of exercise, start eating better. You don't have to have an impeccable diet of like celery and low fat water, but just make sure that you're not like eating McDonald's every single day or cookies or whatever. Um, You know, get all, you know, get all this stuff in order because when if th- if you're really really out of order on that personal level then it really becomes difficult to to kind of tune into your greater purpose and start taking action on it so it's like we need to kind of clear it all out and get everything organized so that the greater picture can start to emerge and so th- so then if you do that right if you if you get yourself totally sorted get everything you know more or less in order again it's not it doesn't have to be like absolutely like down to a t but say you know, 80% and above in control and you're good and you're in good health and you're, you know, everything's uh, onward and upward, then, then you can start arrive, you can start uh, grappling with your purpose. So now you have like a little bit of extra time. And I once, I had this one client that I was working with where he just had like all of this like motivation, initiative, uh, self-improvement kind of like energy in him. He was like, I want to do it. I want to know what I'm here to do and I really want to do it. And, and he was just like, he just couldn't find like his passion. He couldn't just pick up the thread of what to do with his life. He just felt like he was making empty gestures. Like he would try to do a little bit of this hobby, this craft, he'd explore this, he'd read about that and, and nothing seemed to stick and nothing seemed to gel. And, and for, and for him, and maybe, you know, for a lot of people, it's like, when you don't know exactly what to do, then it's not, you don't need to cultivate any more options or any more potential paths or avenues of growth or development, what becomes much more important is just choosing one thing and practicing the art of choosing something, setting an objective, setting a strategy, committing to it, implementing it all the way to the finish and and receiving the result at the end of it. And then doing that multiple times over because as you accumulate that style of experience, you can start to get a better and better sense of how of what you actually want to do what kind of value you want to offer into the world and then it becomes that process of culling where you can you can do uh, i'm not so interested in this part i'll do away with that i'm really interested in this part i like this so i'm going to keep doing more of that and then it becomes like a, a journey of feeling intuitively towards your purpose and then and then this conversation of productivity starts to become very applicable here because it's like okay now i have a sense of like where i want to go and what i want to do and then of course you'll still be you'll still be contending with the with the impulse to procrastinate and delay and and of course whenever we're pursuing our purpose work we're we are necessarily stepping outside of our comfort zone because we're 
Like it always involves like taking the most precious and personal thing that we have to offer. It's like our voice, our contribution. And we're, when we're making it into a thing and we're putting it into the world for people to just reject the hell out of it. Right. So it's, of course, very scary stuff and it makes us want to delay it. Right. And so then the conversation of productivity becomes very applicable there. Yeah, that's my that's my view on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I think so. Yeah, I, this ended up being a much more abstract episode than I thought it would be. But yeah, <laughs> I think it's been interesting. Yeah. But it's my fault. It's kind of like in terms of what is real productivity and what is it worth? Mm -hmm. I think it's an answer to the question of what should I do with my life? Mm-hmm. and how should i how can i best do it that's mm-hmm. why it's important mm-hmm. to me at least and for people who have found their calling which i can speak for as someone who has a creative calling mm. again i i'm coming back to that surfer analogy for me it's about designing both the surfboard and the surfer picking your wave and learning how to balance on the board mm-hmm. and to come back to that phrase i coined earlier uh mm-hmm. test yourself until you best yourself um yeah <laughs> pick appropriate challenges and and meet mm-hmm. them and meet them head on and absolutely and that's it's a dynamic energizing way to live for me at least to live your life to really feel like you're setting yourself appropriate challenges regularly and meeting them mm-hmm. and meeting those challenges and getting better and getting stronger you you won't get stronger forever right you're not going to turn into some kind of deity at the end of your life like if if <laughs> speak for yourself yeah if that kind of productivity existed old men and old women would just be these just you know just crazy skilled incredible people and and they're not right. they, they they are generally wise people because they've lived long lives and they've learned a lot of life lessons but mm. you don't just improve and improve forever right that's not the way to envision it i, th- I don't think but the way to envision it is is as we were talking about, you know, to have these goals and challenges that you set for yourself and to have these dreams and desires for yourself that you can you can adequately meet and design your life around. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right, shall we do our three takeaways? Yeah, I think so. Well, I have this idea. How about this? Um what I can do is I can I can share the uh what I see as the four major pillars of sustainable high-level productivity we can do like a kind of a a okay a a deviation from the three takeaways yeah 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 you down for it no problem go for it all right sweet so okay so what i'm going to share with you this is the absolute structure of like what i take people through in order to run into sustainable high-level productivity it's like you know you you really need all four of these in order for it to be that and, uh, and so the first one is clarity. And so when we're talking about clarity, it's like a, a sense of like, what, what is the most important thing? So we begin with the question of what do I value the most? Like, what's the most important thing? What do, what do I most hope to accomplish, uh, before I die? And, and, you know, you may have a specific answer to this question or it might be vague, but it's really good to s- just spend a lot of time on these types of questions um, because the more you do, then the more of a general idea of where your north star is, like where the ship actually needs to go. If we don't have that, then we're just we're just floundering, we're just flailing about. So it's to have an overall sense of direction, we need to have clarity. Uh, number two is strategy. So so when we have clarity, when we kind of know the direction we want to go in, we need a strategy. Now we need to know basically what we're doing and how we're going to do it. And so they may come, it would usually involve making a plan that has like the longest allocation of time that you feel comfortable with. So say like a year or two years or five years, depending on where you're at, where it's like, okay, I want to end up here in one or two or five years. And so then you have a plan to get there and then setting up milestones. So it's like, okay, here's where I'm going to be at the one year mark. Here's where I'm going to be at the six month, three month, uh, one month, uh, two week, one week, and then and then ultimately down to one day. So So ideally you have... Um, you have a daily structure that feeds into your weekly targets for your monthly targets and onward and upward all the way up uh, to there. And so having a structure is, is utterly important because when we have one, then we know what, um, we know exactly what we need to do. And there's no question or doubt about the plan or the strategy because we know where we're going and we know how to get there. And there's a deep stability and wellness and security that comes from that, knowing that you're, you're, actions are uh, meaningful and are getting you there 
knowing that you're on track. Uh, number three is to have uh, daily implementation. So this is the part where you, you, and this is, this is kind of where like our whole conversation from today comes in. It's like knowing what you should do today and having that be as much of a match as possible with what you can do today. And then making sure that you do do that and, and really addressing whatever needs to be addressed in order to um, overcome your tendency to procrastinate, if that's something that you do, to make sure that you implement faithfully every single day. This is where the rubber really hits the road. It's like the implementation must be there if we ever want to hope to actually manifest our dreams in reality. And then finally, number four is flow. And so flow is, is the part of balancing on the surfboard. It's where we operate from the center. It's where we, it's where we, uh, we teeter the line between making sure we do enough on one hand and then making sure what we have done is enough. We give ourselves that gift. And we, and we continuously meet ourselves at our level of ability and then over time start bringing in this sense of enjoyment and lightness. And we, and we practice here also um, the art of indifference where we know exactly what we're going and why we need to, as was established in the clarity piece, but, but we're also detached from it so that we're not unnerved by it or feel bound to it or get scared if we're not like, if we, if for a day we're not, we don't feel like we're getting towards it. And so all of those would be the, the four major pillars of productivity. So clarity, strategy, implementation, and flow. Is that right? That's it. Sisif or Ksif. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very memorable. No, that's good. That's great. That's a great breakdown. Thank you. Sweet. Well, that was, I'm sure we'll do this again. Another deep dive into what productivity is. I mean, it is the focal point, you know, to, again, to some extent, we're talking about this every episode, but mm -hmm. um, really deep dive into purpose as well. Like, you know, what, what is the point of yeah. this? I think yeah, that's really Christ. useful to do rather than, you know, feeling like this is just this kind of add on thing. I, I really want to impress uh, the fact that it is, I, I do really think it's essential. Whether you're thinking about it or not, you're doing it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's it's really helpful to break it down like this, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion, listener? You can let us know. We are contactable via email. We're at theskywoodspiral at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. What is your uh, real productivity? What is your purpose in life? And how are you going about getting it? Do you agree with what we said? Do you disagree with what you said? Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear your take. We're also on Twitter at Skyward underscore Spiral. Let us know your thoughts and feelings. And I hope, you know, if you're an insanely productive person or you feel like a complete layabout, and I'm sure you're not, let us know your struggles and your successes. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Brent, where can people find you? Uh, find me on YouTube uh, where I have a lot of uh, talks um, I'm, uh, I'm rolling out a new series of, of shorter talks. I'm keeping them under 10 minutes and I'm focusing on, uh, really getting into the nuts and bolts of sustainable high level productivity. So join me there. I also have a free course that I give away, um, that you can opt into by signing up on, uh, for my newsletter on my website. So you go to brenthuris.com, uh, B-R-E-N-T-H-U-R-A-S.com. You'll get a PDF download and you'll be enrolled for the course. And, uh, it's great. Uh, a lot of people get a lot out of it. Uh, those would be the main ways. By the time uh, this episode is out, my website should be up and running. It's very rudimentary, forgive me, but you can find me at davidwhitechapel.com. You can contact me on Twitter. I'm at dwhitechapel as well. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me personally, if you're enjoying the podcast, which I really hope you are, suggest it to other people. Let other people know it exists, especially people who are interested in productivity and self-improvement and maybe they'll enjoy it too. Thanks for joining me today, Brent. Yes, thank you. This was good. Really enjoyed it. This was a good chat. Thanks for joining us, listener, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Skyward Spiral. This show was edited by myself, and the musical themes are brought to you by Batchberg Music. Information and resources on today's topic can be found in the episode description. Please rate and review the podcast on your preferred podcast app, 
it really helps. See you next time.